as it started to grow even more, I was just astounded, like, okay, here's 1,100, now 12, now 13, 14, 15. And I thought, man, I think we're going to hit 2,000. The growth was just exponential at that point. Uh, and when we hit 2,000, at that point, I was just, I don't know how big this is going to go. This is amazing. It's Josh and Jenna with Resort TV One. And today we are live before Hurricane Irma at the Magic Kingdom. Yes, we are. We wanted to let that announcement play, so if you didn't hear that, you'll have to check it out later. Hi, Sam, Ravi, Gaming Boss, Golden Delgado, Miss Mia Wallen, Chesick, Jeremy, Meg Meg, Robin, Charles, Dean, Stuart. Hey, we just saw them yesterday. Stuart, oh, yes. Man, Stuart and Leo. Milan, Mr. Master, Seneca, Floridians. <laughs> yeah, we're tough. Emily, this is so cool. Seneca, Jay, It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy course, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Welcome to the Dreamer's Moment. We talk to people who are in the arena, chasing their dreams. Hi, this is Josh. And Jenna. With Resort TV One. Well, Resort TV One is really all about Disney and the resorts in Central Florida. And so we do, of course, all the resorts. We really focus mainly on Disney. Um, and it's really just about showing everybody what Disney and what the resorts are all about, taking them to the parks when they can't go themselves. Um, and really, it started actually as the namesake, Resort TV One, uh, as far as showing the, the TV that they used to play in the resort hotel rooms. And then it kind of evolved into construction updates, park tours, and eventually live streams, which is, of course, what's biggest for us right now. So uh, Resort TV One is really just basically TV, uh, a whole channel that covers the Disney parks and some Universal and SeaWorld as well. Okay, so... Um before we talk about some of the exciting things that have happened with Resort TV One the last year, let's go back a little bit. And Jenna, when when did you and uh, your family first become interested in Disney? Josh and I were four when we first came to Disney. Or I was four and Josh was five, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and um, our parents came here when they were um, just dating. It was like their first date was here. And so um, they brought us when we were four and five and have been going back ever since. And that's something that I did want to ask you about. So um, 
have your parents always been as enthusiastic about Disney as you guys have, Jenna? Yes, they have. Yeah, I think that's where we get our love for it, for sure, because, um, yeah, we, we saw it, you know, with them and then bringing us as kids, and, and yeah, and they still still love Disney as much as we do. <laughs> that's pretty cool. I think for a lot of families, it tends to skip generations. My kids, for instance, aren't nearly as excited about Disney as I am. But, um, Josh, before you uh, moved to Florida... How many trips do you think you took, and and what were those like? Um, I don't know if I know an exact number, but definitely we took a trip uh, almost every year. We started, like she said, in 1984, around that time. Uh, And then I think we had a few years off, and we were trying to decide the other day what the next year we went was um, when our our younger brother was was old enough to go. Um, So... I'm thinking we started going back in like 1991 around that time. And then we pretty much went every year with a couple breaks until uh, we were all out of the house. And even then we went a few times, even after I had my job, we went together a few times after I had my first job as a teacher. So um, I would, if I had to wager a guess, I'd say it was probably between 20 and 30 trips to Disney. Cause we went twice a year, a couple times we would go at Christmas mm-hmm. and in the summer. So definitely lots of trips. That's for sure. Wow. So if I remember right, didn't you say, Josh, that um, your parents kind of gave you a choice of whether you wanted to like eat out a lot or go to Disney World? Well, it was it was that. And also um, they gave us a choice. You know, a lot of kids had their families had a pool. And so we talked about, oh, could we get a pool? You know, we've got this nice place in our backyard. We could do it and it would be great. And we'd love to get a pool. Mom does it. said, OK, would you like to get a pool? Or would you like to go to Disney? And always the answer was go to Disney um, because we just <laughs> always had so much fun there. We always, you know, had a great family experience. It's where we made some of our best memories. So, you know, I think we, it wasn't ever, you know, we had a lot of, of course, with, with three uh, siblings growing up, you know, had a lot of arguments growing up like kids do, but there was never an argument about that. We always, all three said, no, we're going to Disney. Nice. <laughs> mm, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um so for both of and I'm going to ask both of you this question. You've b- both been asked this um, probably thousands of times, but I'll start with you, Jenna. What is your favorite mm-hmm. park, and what are some of your favorite attractions? Okay. Um, favorite park is Magic Kingdom, um, and my favorite attractions there are Pirates and Haunted. Um, I just love, you know, they're original, and they're just, I don't know, I just remember going on them as kids and loving them, and I just always have to ride them. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you have a uh, fa- do you like the dark ride attractions like Spaceship Earth? Definitely love Spaceship Earth. Yep, love yeah. that. Um, the People Mover. You know, we of course Horizons. We miss a lot. <laughs> How about you, Josh? My favorite part currently is the Magic Kingdom, um, and that actually changed after I moved down here. It used to be Epcot because of Horizons of course, and even, you know, Journey into Imagination, the original one, as well as World of Motion and some of those amazing attractions that were there when it was Epcot Center. Um, so that was my favorite park. And then we moved down here. I got a lot more appreciation for the Magic Kingdom. Um, even though it's not Walt's original Disneyland park, there's, there's a lot of beauty in the Magic Kingdom. It's a really cool place just to explore and not necessarily worry about riding rides. But if I had to pick some rides, um, definitely the People Mover, TTA People Mover, I still call it TTA, my favorite uh, by far and then i always uh, have to ride uh, pirates and haunted mansion uh, if i am able to do so or if i have a fast pass unfortunately lately the last few years it's been so busy 
in the park that uh, you almost have to have a fast pass to ride even Pirates or Haunted Mansion. So uh, that's been a change since we moved down here. Jenna, um, tell me about your channel partners, who, who they are and what they've meant to you. Okay. Um, well, we have our theme life, and um, they're awesome, and I'm so glad we got to meet them. Uh, we met a couple of them, but um, very awesome, sweet family, just, you know, as nice as they are on their um, YouTube channel. They're just as sweet in person. Um, and let's see, Josh might have to help me with some of them. Um, we have Sabrina F., and she does the um, Asperger's Awareness. And we haven't actually met her yet, but we'd, you know, we'd like to someday. Um, and we have Magical News Live. We have Nick, um, who we're hoping to meet this summer. So we have um, Disney Princess Couture is another one of our um, partner channels. And so that's Rachel Murillo. And um, her family has been super supportive of Josh and I. Um, they're one of our sponsors. And um, I think ever since the Hurricane Irma stream, um, they've been following us and just yeah, like I said, really supportive. So um, she has her own channel, and she also has her own clothing line. And I think it's um, dpccouture.com, I think. But she has her own clothing line, Disney-inspired. Um, she has Instagram, and, um, yeah, she has a lot of really cool videos on her channel. And then let's see, who else, Josh? Um, we have uh, Viapri Project, which we met in Disney Springs when there was kind of a big YouTube channel meetup. We had that, that family, and they were really nice, and we're going to see them again on a future stream, I think. And then JPL Studios, James LeMay. Uh, Jenna, do you remember meeting them at Hollywood Studios, a really nice family from the U.K.? Yeah, very sweet family, yeah. Yeah, that was fun because so. I saw that he went live, and so I was watching both of you, so we're like, a lot of us were watching both of your live streams trying to figure out how to make you guys connect because it was so busy there. Yeah, it was really neat. And, when, and so those, that's all of our partner channels. Yeah, a lot of great ones. Right. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, Josh, you guys put out a video every day, which is pretty unbelievable. But um, I'm guessing that um, the highlight of your week, probably for both of you, is Friday nights. Um, explain what you do on Friday nights and how on earth you interact with Anywhere from four or five hundred people to even over a thousand at a time. Yeah, it's pretty amazing, actually. Um, I started posting a video every day again. We took a nine-month break when uh, my son Liam was born, and uh, then kind of picked it up right around this time last year, right around February. I don't know that what the exact date was, but anyway, started posting those videos, and then the live streams came along around April when YouTube gave ability for people to live stream with this certain number of subscribers. I had over 3,000 at the time, and I, I gained the ability to live stream and started live streaming at Disney Springs and things like that, but um, started trying it out and didn't have a park ticket at that time and finally convinced my wife to, this is before Jenny came down, convinced her to let me get my annual pass back. We had gotten rid of it to save money for the baby, and uh, I said, I really think people would love to watch live streams in the park. The Disney Springs, when we're doing okay, you know, they were getting maybe... 20, 30 people at a time. That was the most I think I'd had, and, and they were doing okay, but nothing really spectacular had happened yet, and so um, got the uh, annual passes and went to Epcot, and it, it did okay. I think it got like uh, 50 people, 40 people, and I thought, man, this is doing really good. I think it may have even gotten 60. I'm not sure, but anyway, that was pretty good, and even then, I was kind of like, wow, the chat messages are going fast, like at 50 or 60, 
And then when we got, uh, Zena still wasn't down yet, and uh, a couple weeks later I went to Happily Ever After premiere night, which was uh, Friday, May 12th. I'll always remember that day because that's when the channel really blew up and when I realized live streaming was, was for real. Because um, we went to, or I went to the Happily Ever After premiere, but I thought, well, I'm going to do a live stream in Magic Kingdom. I bet Magic Kingdom, you know, being the most popular of the Disney parks for most people, I bet that'll do well on a live stream. But we'll just see. You know, maybe if I get 100 people, that'd be cool. And never had any inkling of, of anything else. But anyway, so, um, you know, so things really blew up at that point. And we can talk more about that later. But um, as far as responding to everybody, it's pretty amazing. That night, I think I learned how, just how difficult it was because we got over. Uh, I looked back at the uh, analytics. I believe, actually, that was the first time we'd hit 1,000. I just never saw it. We only hit it for like half a second, it looked like, on the analytics. But, you know, we, had, we, we held 800 people for a long time on that stream, or I did. And um, it was pretty crazy, just the messages were going so fast, and I was trying so hard to read them, and some of them were kind of strange messages because we were getting random people on there, but most of them were really supportive, and I guess I just kind of figured at that point that live streaming was for real, and it was a really great way to grow our channel, and I had a lot of fun doing it. I kind of got addicted that night because the interaction was mostly positive, and just everything, you know, was really going well, and I just I felt like I was really sharing part of Disney with people that weren't able to be there so it just that's really what drew me in was that night hmm. mm-hmm. yeah i just would say from my perspective bob a lot of people i've talked to about you guys is it was a combination of what well, good timing but it was really that you guys have a real winning formula between the two of you you have a great way that you interact with each other and interact with the audience and um so it makes it very special so i think it was the right people at the right time is what the magic is with your guys' live streams. What have been some mm-hmm. of the most magical nights as you were live streaming for you? Um, yeah, I definitely say um, Hurricane Irma. Um, and it's funny because, uh, you know, this was my first hurricane because, you know, I'm new to Florida. And so Josh can tell you I was freaking out. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I got to get out of here. We need to go. <laughs> and Josh is like, calm down. It'll be fine. And I'm like, have you watched the news? We need to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I think it took a while to talk her back into it. I was telling her, I was like, we've had all these things, and they they talk about how horrible it's going to be, and, you know, you need to go buy, like, enough stuff to survive the apocalypse, and, you know, all these things. (laughs) And she was kind of feeding into what the news people were telling her. I said, okay, we need to take it seriously. But but the news people do over-dramatize it a little bit, and they do that because some people don't get ready. But anyway, so it took a little convincing. She almost left the night we had the Mm -hmm. uh, Hollywood the live stream. Yeah. I had convinced Dale. I'm like, let's go. We got, we'll make it to Georgia. We'll just go, you know, <laughs> and, Dale, or, and Dale, you know, he was okay with whatever I wanted to do. But um, then I called Josh again and he calmed me down and he's like, <laughs> you know, we, we got together, our families. And so it was nice being together, you know, um, but also, so then both of our families were together. And so Josh and I thought, okay, we're set. We have nothing else to do. Let's go to Disney let's live stream with our resort hoppers and, you know, just get our minds off of it. And it was just, yeah, it definitely helped for sure. And, um, yeah, it was just amazing the turnout and all the people and how supportive everybody was and just, yeah, it was a lot of fun that night. Um, so definitely, yeah, Hurricane Irma. And then I'd say my other, um, favorite live stream was, um, Epcot 35. Tell a little bit about that day and some of the things that happened. I know some of them. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. All right, so um, Josh and I went to Epcot's 35th anniversary, um, which I was super excited about because I've never been to any of the anniversaries at Disney, so I was excited I was there, and 
we got there early and um, we kind of assumed that some of the other YouTubers would be there, but we weren't, you know, weren't sure and it was super crowded and, you know, so we just kind of did our thing and, um, you know, watched the opening ceremony and, and then so um, we live streamed that and then we were going to uh, live stream, you know, some more during the day. And right after the opening, you know, program they had, it was kind of like a YouTube-like convention or something because <laughs> it was like, oh, my goodness, there's there's Adam, there's Justin, Scarred, you know, there's <laughs> Tim. Like, I, I was super starstruck by Tim. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it was so cool. We got to talk to each one of them. We got to get our pictures, you know, with them. And... Um, and then even throughout the day, we, we ran into him several, you know, a couple other times, and they, you know, said hi again, and um, we we actually talked to Justin for, I don't know what, Josh, like 15, 20 minutes we hung out with him, just chatting. Yeah, Justin was really um, eager to talk to us, which was really nice, very friendly. It was. I have a yeah. theory, I have a theory, and you guys kind of were humble about it, but I think they all knew who you were, and they knew you were having success on the live streams, so I think they were interested in meeting you guys as well. <laughs> That'd be nice if that were true. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was. Well, actually, Jared yeah. and I were really surprised at that time, that same meet and greet that um, we were waiting to meet everybody, and then we turned around and people were waiting to meet us at that same <laughs> place. We were like, wait, what? <laughs> uh, yeah, we were. We were like, hang on. <laughs> uh, we were ending our last live stream, and we were under, you know, Spacious Birth, and we, you know, we saw Tim and Adam over here, and we were kind of like, you know, we've already talked to him. We're going to leave him alone, you know, and so we're, I think we were even saying our sponsors, or I can't remember what we were doing, and all of a sudden, it was like, you know, in the camera or in the phone, you know, on the live stream, it was like, oh, my word, there's Tim. Oh, my word, there's Adam. Like, ah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go crazy. <laughs> this is awesome, you know, but um, that was really cool. So we, they were in our stream a couple times. <laughs> it was crazy, and I, and the, and the really... Um, the frustrating part about that was, you know, mm -hmm. I was starstruck even at that point, and I didn't know really what to what to do or say. But I probably would have known more what to say if our chat had been working. But we were using a different app, so we were having some technical difficulties with with the YouTube app at that time. Um, and so the chat was working fine, except for that last little bit. And Jenna didn't have her phone out because we were reading chat on the main phone on my phone. And when they came up, it was like it said it was still live. And here's Tim on one side, and like you said, Adam on the other side, and trying to get the camera focused on both of them, trying to get Jenna in there too, and then the chat stopped. Like, there hadn't been a message for like three or four minutes, and I thought, well, with Tim and Adam both on there, the chat should be blowing up right now. But it wasn't. And I was like, okay, it's definitely frozen. And so Tim and Adam were like, oh, can we read the chat? I'm like, oh, I'd like you to, but it's not working right now. So anyway, that's my only, that was the only frustrating thing about it, because actually if the chat had been working, I think I would we would have sat there and talked to them for a while on the stream. They seemed willing to do it, yeah. but it was just really weird with the chat not working. And then I think we both just freaked out and said, okay, we're just going to say bye. <laughs> <laughs> what could you do? <laughs> right. We, we didn't even know if anybody could see us or not. So we thought, well, you know, we didn't want to go through this big thing and, and have this great interview with Tim and Adam that nobody saw. We were all texting each other like, can you believe this? Uh, I mean, it was unbelievable. I know Bob and I were. It was fun. Um, Josh, how about some, uh, were there any other nights that come to your mind as far as that were really magical for you? Um, I mentioned the Happily Ever After, and just to uh, finish that, you know, I kind of got addicted to live streaming. It was kind of neat to just see the numbers climbing, 
because obviously it's not about the numbers and it never has been for us, but just it kind of validated what we were doing. So it's like, oh, wow, we hit 100. Cool, that's the first time ever. Oh, there's 200. There's three, four, five, and it just kept going. And I was like, wow, this is insane. Yeah. I've never had anything like that before. And then we hit 5,000 subscribers, which I thought I wasn't going to do for another couple months because of the rate at which we had been growing before. So that was one for sure. Um, that got me hooked, like I said. And then um, I guess another one, of course, would be the Hurricane Irma stream, uh, which Jenna talked about a little bit. But that was the same kind of a deal. Uh, first of all, the park was dead, so that was really cool. It, and the weather was perfect. It's like the calm before the storm. It was great to get away, get out of the house, get out of the kind of worries and stress preparing for a hurricane. And, you know, the numbers just kept going. We hit a 1,000, and I told Jenna, I said, it looks like YouTube really picked up the stream. And somebody said, what does that mean? I said, well, they, you know, they really, when a stream starts to do well or when a video starts to do well, YouTube really picks it up and starts to even promote it that much more. And you can just tell when that happens. It's really magical because it's almost like all of a sudden, Everybody that's ever searched for Disney on their computer all of a sudden is now seeing our video, um, and it's just or on their device, and it was just amazing to see all the people that joined us that night, uh, and then you know that we I think we gained like 1,200 subscribers that one night. Like we went, we started this, the night with like 16,000 something, and thought, oh maybe if we do well, maybe we'll get to 17,000. We never even we never even had 17,000 off the stream because it passed 18,000 while we were still on the same stream. So that wow. was, it was pretty amazing. So that was a good one. Mm -hmm. um, and then another one, I guess, mm -hmm. um, as far as a magical live streaming night, there's just so many mm -hmm. because things, I think in general, the unscripted nature of live streams is so cool. We've had so many great things happen where we just didn't know, you know, something was going to happen. Somebody was going to come up. Somebody was going to give a great interview or, in a magical moment, like just a week or two ago um, at Hollywood Studios, you know, we went in there and the live stream worked and we were able to meet BB-8 and that was just really cool. It's one of those neat things. He was really cute and everybody seemed to be into it and the stream was perfect and um, that's the kind of stuff I love about live stream. You just don't know what's going to happen. It's always, it's always something surprising. It's always new. Uh, even though, yes, okay, you went to Magic Kingdom, you know, a month ago or three weeks ago, something new is going to happen. You know, you, you know, it's, it's unscripted. It's like reality TV in the best way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, as from, a, and having watched you since about last summer, I can tell you a few of the magical moments just watching you were like times where all of a sudden people were introducing themselves to you live in the parks. That was really cool. And, um, it was really fun to see the first time you met Rachel, uh, Peter and Craig. That was really cool. Yeah, 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 we love that. I know it was so like surreal to me. Like, really, they're they're this excited to meet us? Like, why? <laughs> but yeah, it was, it's cool. Anytime anybody wants to meet us, I'm like, oh, you want to say hi? Cool. <laughs> we like that. It's, we're waiting for it to yeah. go to your head, and then you'll you'll brush us all off. You know. Oh yeah. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> that that's never going to happen. We're, we're <laughs> just, uh -uh. And, and you know, we, we and, I, and I know you're you're joking, and I think everybody else does too. But that's just not the way we were raised. I mean, even mm. even when you know I was a band director and uh, as a high school band director and was starting to get some notoriety, and you know, people would you know come up to me and want to talk or this or have advice or whatever. And you know, I just I always feel like everybody puts the pants on the same way, everybody is equal, and everybody's of equal value, so I never 
you know, even if we were to get a million subscribers in 10 years or something, I would never be like, oh, look at us, we're these awesome YouTubers. We're not talking to you because you don't have enough subscribers. We're, you know, and that's kind of the reaction I got when I started YouTubing before Jenna got there. I started asking some bigger channels for help, and I was just ignored mostly. And I, I told myself, I will never ignore people. It's not we can't promote everybody, of course, but I'm always happy to talk to people, give advice, you know, whatever we can do within the time that we have. I'm never going to say, oh, you're not, you know, worthy because up to me, everybody's the same. Right. Yeah, you guys do it so well. And there's a lot of good people like that. You know, as I've gotten into this community, you guys were the first people that I really got me into this YouTube com community. But I had already, had already known Lou Mangello. And he's, by the way, if you ever do see him in the parks, he's very approachable. If he's doing something, he might be hard to interrupt, but um, really nice guy. And um, some of the other people, it looks like... Uh, Tim Tracker and Adam and Justin were all very decent people, too. For sure. Yeah, definitely. What are some of the challenges that you face having such an active live stream and channel? Um, so I guess, I don't know, the biggest challenge whenever we're doing the live streams is trying to keep up with the chat. Um, and then when people come, you know, come to say, hi and meet us, you know, um, which is awesome. We love it. But, you know, it's hard to keep up with the chat and then with people that we come and meet and then try not to run into people. And <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I guess, yeah, that, that's kind of hard at times. But, you know, we still love the live streams. So. How about you, Josh? Um, you know, there are a lot of challenges with what we do, but I think it's all worth it, um, you know, as far as, just because we get such a positive response and everybody is so supportive. So I think some of the challenges for me, and I deal with this probably a little more than Jenna does because I've got, you know, I've got the kind of owner access to the channel. So I get a lot of the notifications before she does. Um, and, you know, so we do get, you know, some negative comments sometimes and we don't mind constructive criticism. We're, we're great with that. If somebody says, Hey, try this or, Hey, we would appreciate if you do this instead, or, you know, we're, we're always open to feedback, but you know, we get the trolls on there sometimes and all of the, all of the YouTubers do. Tim gets them out and gets them. They all get them and they all deal with them very well. Um, you know, but we've had some, some comments on the, the live streams and on the videos that are uh, less than, you know, family friendly and less than polite. And as a middle school teacher, it doesn't really bother me. I've got thick skin. You have to to teach in public school. So um, I think that's one thing we're, you know, and Jenna's taught in, in at public school too. So I think we both have pretty thick skin as far as that goes. We don't take that stuff to heart. That's one challenge. Uh, another challenge is, you know, I think a lot of people don't know how to react to the fact that a lot of people are very generous to us and they'll donate, you know, $100 at a time, sometimes as much as, you know, Don Henderson donated $500 uh, in one, you know, in one fell swoop there. So that was, you know, and that's certainly not what we do this for at all, but we, we appreciate it. And so we're, we're stuck between, okay, we're going to appreciate these people because they're giving their own money to us when we haven't asked for it, number one. And number two, you know, when we just really appreciate it. And so we want to show them the appreciation. But, you know, I think some people will say to us, oh, well, you know, you're always begging for donations. And so we're kind of caught between that sometimes, um, we do never ask for them. We always appreciate them. And I think some people just don't know how to react to that. They see us get $500 and they're like, oh, you should feel bad about that. You should, you know, do this or that with it. And I'm like, well, I really appreciate it. I'm humbled by it. Um, you know, I never expected anybody to donate anything to us, let alone $500. So um, that is a challenge as far as how to deal with that and be, um, you know, be thankful to the people that, 
they give it, but also make sure everybody understands that we are not walking around asking for money. It's just we really do appreciate it, but it's never something we're, we're requesting. Right. It really helps support your channel is what it's about. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Jenna, um, everyone who watches knows that you're usually sporting some mini ears. And uh, <laughs> so um, was that, uh, and now I know you have an Etsy shop. Why, why don't you talk a little bit about about that? Sure, yeah. Um, so I started making, um, I think my very first pair I made uh, ears just for myself to wear was um, food and wine because I thought, oh, this will be fun. You know, I, I had an idea of what I wanted, and so I kind of looked up a little bit online how to make them, and then um, I made my pair, and I wore them on the first live stream at Food and Wine, and I got such a good response out of them. Everybody's like, those are awesome. You should you should put them on Etsy. You should put them on Etsy. And I'd never even really thought about it, um, and so after they were saying I should, I, I thought about it some more, and I decided, all right, you know, I'll, I'll try it, and so I've been making a few more designs, and yeah, so my Etsy shop is um, Ears by Jenna capital E, capital J, and um, right now I have two different designs on there, and I make them as I can, because, you know, I have a full-time job as well as YouTube, and so, um, but yeah, whenever I get time, I, I actually enjoy making them. They're, they're fun to make, um, yeah. and they're fun to wear. <laughs> yeah, and they're really cool looking. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Josh, where do you guys want to go from here? I mean, what are, what are your next goals with Resort TV One? Well, I think our biggest goal is to have more time to devote to the channel, both of us, because um, we both have full-time jobs. And so, you know, it's hard being a full-time teacher. I'm also looking into going into a, an administrative role eventually, um, you know, depending on how things go with the channel. But that's kind of where I'm headed, and that's where I was headed before the channel started really getting big. So I guess my goal would be to continue to grow the channel, um, but ultimately my dream would be to take the channel full-time for both of us. You know, if I could just wave a magic wand and, and make dreams come true, Disney's so good at that, you know, so I know <laughs> that it is possible, but, um, you know, I would love for both of us to be able to be full-time with the channel um, and just, you know, giving people even more. You know, like, for instance, there was a shuttle launch today, and that doesn't really tie into you know, Disney, but it's something happening in Central Florida that people would be interested in. And, you know, I was working, but I would have loved to have gone over and, and done a video about that, you know, but it's something that, it, it, you know, you can't do it when you're working full time. There's a lot of limitations. Um, and I, I think the other thing I'd like to do eventually is I would love to have uh, media access to some of the parks, you know, which I know some of the channels that are bigger and more established are getting. So I guess I'd like to take it full time eventually uh, as a dream. And then I'd also like to have media access to the park so we could really give everybody unprecedented coverage of uh, what's going on here. Uh, the best way to find us on the internet is to first go to our YouTube channel. That's our main home base for everything. And that is easy to find. It's youtube.com slash resort TV one. Uh, or you can just go to youtube.com and search for resort TV one. And that's the number one. And it'll come right up. Um, of course, we do have a Facebook page and a Twitter page and an Instagram account, and you can follow us on all those things. And again, just search for Resort TV One. We have the same avatar, the same logo, and the same name on all those platforms, so it makes it really easy to find. We also have a website uh, made by one of our resort hoppers. That's what we call our uh, our followers and our viewers, um, ResortTV1.com, and that has all of our information, too. So there's a lot of great ways to find us on the Internet. Next time on The Dreamer's Moment.
being able to be an entrepreneur full time was it's basically um, I feel like my whole life leading up to this. um, I also remember the next day I was I was walking around my my new neighborhood in Brooklyn and I was going to get some coffee or something. And on my way home, I passed um, an elementary school and there was a a desk sitting outside. So I, you know, my first office furniture was like a free children's desk <laughs> from the from the school. <laughs> oh wow! On my way home, and you know, I had my laptop and I had my new little desk, and like I was I was ready to go. The Dreamers Moment is part of the Life Podcast Network a group of family-friendly podcasts bringing a positive message of hope and inspiration. Find us at lifepodcast.net.